Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of the Profile Exclusive Podcast, featuring Oren Alexander of the Alexander Team. Before we dive in, please go to www.profilemiamire.com and click subscribe to stay up to date on all things commercial and residential real estate in South Florida. You can also follow us on Instagram at Profile Miami. Profile Miami is the leader in South Florida residential and commercial real estate news, events, and content. Actively read by over 3 million of South Florida's top developers, brokers, investors, architects, designers, and other real estate professionals annually. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Gallium Capital, a Miami-based real estate private equity group, and Altara Properties. South Florida's first street-smart and market-wise full-service real estate brokerage. Our guest today is Oren Alexander, co-founder of the Alexander Team, an internationally recognized, record-breaking luxury real estate sales team with over $2.5 billion in sales to date. Oren is also the co-founder of the Alexander Group, one of Miami's leading ultra-luxury spec home developers having developed homes in Miami's Indian Creek and Bell Harbor neighborhoods. Oren runs the Alexander team with his brother Tal, operating in Miami, New York, Hamptons, and Aspen. Oren has broken the records for the highest sell price for a single-family home and condo in Miami, and facilitated the number one sale in Miami for 2019. Oren has a proven track record of representing world-renowned developers for their pre-construction condo sales, including Alain Faena and Len Blavatnik at Faena House and David Martin's Terra Group at 87 Park. In addition to brokerage, Oren develops custom homes alongside his father, Shlomi Alexander, and the Alexander Group, including one of the most impressive architectural residences by Chad Oppenheim in Bell Harbor, which he recently resold for a second time raising the bar for contemporary architecture in South Florida. Oren is based in Miami, where we met him at his beautiful house in Miami Beach. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to the Profile Exclusive Podcast, where we profile and get intimate with the movers and shakers in the residential and commercial real estate industry. My name is Dimitri Damascus, co-founder of Profile and Director of Business Development at Gallium Capital. We're here with Oren Alexander of the Alexander Team for Episode 4 of the Profile Exclusive Podcast. We're here at his beautiful house in Miami Beach. Thank you, Oren, for having us. Thank you for having me. Give us your background story. So, I co-founded the Alexander Team along with my brother, uh, Tall Alexander, roughly uh, nine years ago. I've been uh, at Douglas Sullivan for roughly 12 years Got into the real estate, the high-end residential real estate market, really since I was a kid as my father. Shlomi Alexander is one of the top builders for, for luxury residential homes here in South Florida. And as a kid watching him build these homes, I was always very intrigued and interested in the process and got involved at a very early age. Started my career really in New York City about summer of 2008, uh, right when Lehman Brothers collapsed. I moved to New York, and uh, obviously there was no paying jobs in, in real estate at the time, so I got into the brokerage world, 
Uh, started from the bottom, really just hustling rental apartments, putting ads on Craigslist, and through that, uh, you know, met a couple leads, leveraged a couple relationships, and within a year, I managed to sell my first piece of, of real estate, and that was a penthouse that I sold at the time for roughly nine million dollars. And given the market was distressed, and uh, that was a big sale, especially for someone who's 21 years old at the time, and in a new market of New York City, a place that I was, you know, myself uh, in the city for less than a year. So I leveraged that sale and I managed to use that. It's been a, a dream ever since, really. It's been a good run and just continue to wanting to do bigger, uh, better deals and, and use that as my motivation. I always looked at myself as the ultimate competitor and looking at year over year, just wanting to constantly progress and do better. Obviously, having my brother as a partner has been a key to my success. It gave me the opportunity to come down to Miami roughly seven years ago. I got the opportunity to work on the Faina house and launched sales and marketing for that project, which really helped me develop my resale business down here in South Florida. So that really taught me sort of who the players are, kind of embedded myself into the brokerage community here in South Florida. So you didn't have your license in Florida originally, you got it in New York? I originally had my license right away at 18. I got my license here in Florida. Um, then obviously I went away from university. So Where did really you go? Happened. I went to University of Colorado. Nice. Very cool. um, so I graduated three years and at that point just jumped right into New York City. Nice. So you mentioned that you work very closely with your father and brother. How do you balance that, the work-life, family uh, relationship? I don't, there's, there's no balance. It's always on. There's not a you know, time where we're together that we're not talking about deals that we're working on. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because we get to have those talks in great places, doing things that we like to do. So uh, it's constantly a mix of, call it, you know, business and pleasure and, you know, it's fortunate to be able to to work alongside family at least in, in our case it's uh there's a bond and a trust that uh, is inseparable and with the development and design background your dad has did you always want to go into the brokerage or was that just as you said kind of the cards that were dealt at the time correct so ideally i, I had this uh, vision that i wanted to be a developer um and at the time i was preparing to work for a developer as i took the necessary courses and classes and in university and internships and so forth. But uh, at the time when I graduated, there was no opportunity or at least no paid jobs in real estate. Since then, obviously I've become a developer. I've developed several homes and uh, several homes in the works and some really interesting projects. And I see that in my future to continue to really do both. So very few people have reached the levels of brokerage success you have. Uh, you guys have built Alexander team and are arguably the biggest team in the nation sales-wise. What, at your age, do you think are the keys to growth? And also, what are the keys that you've learned along the way building the company? Thank you. Yeah, it's been a, you know, it feels to some people they might think like it didn't happen overnight. It's been 13 years in the making. And I'm looking back at it and we still have a lot of, you know, more to go and a lot more room to grow. Uh, looking back at it, analyzing how we got here and what were sort of the, the key steps, I would say, you know, leveraging the relationships and, and more importantly, monetizing the relationships that you have. It's something that easier said than done. You know, you don't just got to know someone. Everyone knows everyone, you know, um, but there's a reason why you might know that person, but that person's working with me. 
that type of level of trust and that finesse is it's it's really an art form to be able to have someone be a friend um, but have that friend be a client there's a you know something that you really can't describe uh, exactly how to do that but uh, I can tell you that when you're first starting and you're new to this don't be scared or to leverage um, and use someone to help you get that confidence uh, in your client don't be scared to share you know a piece of your deal to in order to make that deal you know I'm available meaning like if any broker or an agent young agent called me and said Oren I got this big client I know and he's going to buy something but he doesn't have so much confidence in me and I know that you can help you know will you work it with me of course I'm open to that and I think that's the mentality that younger agents should have I, I really instrumented that in my career especially early on I was you know I looked who I had in my wheelhouse who and I would literally bring different people on to pitch it with me because I had the ability to to network and to open up a lot of doors and when I would get those opportunities I knew I was hey I'm 22 years old I'm, I'm, I'm in New York City for you know for only a year or two like I can't convince this you know, six-year-old person that has amassed this amount of wealth and this smart that I'm the right guy to help him find a home you know considering that at that time I didn't even know which streets go east and west like I was I was I was new here but I knew that if I brought this agent on board or this person, and they knew that that person was assisting me and working on this with me, that they would have the confidence to work with me. So don't be a hero, is my tip. So we'll get into your markets and how you guys have expanded later, but just to circle back on the point you just brought up, you guys do tons of deals every month. How has your role changed since you started and you were that 21, 22-year-old agent to now when you're in multiple markets with tons of clients and tons of properties that are flying around? So there's still no easy deal. Um, even though we built a, you know, a, a great brand in the space, the phone, you know, we get calls now, people don't want to work with us and so forth, but it's always a fight. We still have to pitch every listing. We still have to you know, earn our business. And as you know, it's in, in some ways, it's harder to be at this position, sort of at the, at the top of the mountain than to be climbing the mountain as people want to take shots at you. People want to see you fall and constantly have to stay on top of your game to, to, to remain at the top. So for us, um, there's still plenty of opportunity. And more importantly, it's not just the opportunity. It's that we personally feel very much committed to this business and this industry. It, you know, We wake up in the morning excited and, and happy to do what we do and feel fortunate to do what we do. And, and that's really the key to being successful and staying at top is to to really be into it because as we see, there's plenty of brokers who've been in the game 30 years or so and they have, you know, a good book of business that keeps them at the top. But do I think their work, you know, or their experience or their market knowledge is, is that great? Uh, and that's the key for us to be able to surpass uh, some of these agents and, and make strides at them is by truly just beating them at, at the game. And I think, you know, if you look at what we've done, the growth that we've had, in a short period of time, it speaks to our ability to be just tenacious and think of things and do things differently and, and really be sort of more aggressive than, than our competitors. So speaking of market knowledge, you guys are in all the major East Coast markets as well as Aspen. You have not only Miami and New York City, but also Hamptons and Aspen. How do you 
balance between all the different markets? So for us, fortunately, the I would say the price points that we typically deal with, um, and we're not, you know, we don't do the most amount of transactions. That's never been our goal. You know, our goal is to, to really focus on uh, the best properties, and, and obviously that equates to some of the higher price points. And um, those tip transactions don't happen as often, so it gives us the ability to to, to play in these multiple markets and be wherever we need to be. Um, it's, you know, the reason why we're in these markets is because that's where our clients are. Our clients trust us um, and they're spreading their time between these markets. So, you know, it's, it, these markets in, in a way are seasonal and we make it a point to, to be in our markets when those markets are, are hot, like when people are at in those markets. So um, we, you know, will continue to, to, I think what's interesting is that we, you know, don't just say it, we truly live it. Like, as you see where we are now, like, um, I, I work from home. I just had a client come to the house, and when they see, okay, they're like, you know, they see my design aesthetic, they see the quality of house that I've built, the house, the way I live. And that's ultimately what they're looking for in an advisor, someone who gets it, someone who not just like plays you know, a role and turns it on nine to five and but doesn't live their lifestyle. So um, I think that's what's been a big key to our success is that we're truly, you know, advising clients in, in a market that we, we live, that we know, um, that we're a part of, that we build, we design. Uh, and that is something that goes a long way with, with a lot of these clients. So the ultra-luxury and luxury real estate markets have been extremely hot over the past several months. What's your outlook for the rest of 2021 and into 2022, especially if we have potential bouts of inflation or any other factors that could arise? So I think inflation has actually um, helped us, right, as people look at real estate as a hedge. Uh, I believe that there are obviously variables that you can't control that could affect various markets that we're in. I don't know if, you know, South Florida gets hit with the Category 5 or if New York City gets hit with the Category 5 or, you know, Aspen has a drought. And um, these things you can't control. But just looking at the basic fundamentals of a market, supply and demand, um, I suspect that we, you know, are going to have a great season coming this 2021-2022 season in, in, in all those markets, I think. What changed this time that is different from, from the previous you know, cycles we've seen in real estate, residential real estate, is that coming out of COVID, people have a new appreciation for their home, for their shelter. Um, it's something that they're not going to sacrifice ever again because you know, getting hit with a stay-at-home order and being quarantined and, and stuck in your home, you want to have a good home. So there's a new valuation for that, that... I don't see the luxury, true luxury, you know, real estate in these primary markets that we're, you know, playing in. I don't see, you know, them swinging more than 10% ever again. So um, I'm bullish on, on our markets and I think we're going to, you know, have a great season coming up. So how come the, because clearly the buyers had the money, why were they not buying as rapidly before or at these valuations before? Is it due to that 
new appreciation for the home or that hedge against potential inflation that you were saying, different investment? So I think it's probably a combination, right? It's a perfect storm that was created with COVID. So it's that appreciation. It's the fact that, you know, while you know, many people did suffer during COVID, there were a lot of winners, you know, people who made a lot of money during COVID. There's also people understanding that inflation is happening. And so is interest rates are going to be going up. So if they're able to lock that in today, um, they see a big benefit in, in purchasing. And that kind of got everyone to want to buy something. So, and I think people also were deciding like, okay, maybe there's going to be emerging markets. Maybe there's going to be different sort of superpowers and different places to want to live. And COVID made everyone realize these are the primary markets and will probably stay primary markets. Like Aspen, for instance, over the last 20 years, I've been hearing about the new Aspen. While there has been sort of other great mountain towns, they're not going to be another Aspen. So people understand that and realize that they're going to want to spend that month every summer in Aspen or that month in the winter. And that's going to be a trend that's going to continue for the rest of their lives. So might as well lock it in because these mountains aren't growing. There's you know, Real estate is, is a finite commodity that if you look at what's happening with a lot of the development rights that are shrinking ultimately as there's moratoriums going on in these towns preventing construction, preventing development, preventing you from building large homes and so forth. So might as well get in now because it's only going up from here. So let's jump into Miami quick. I believe 252 Ball Bay Drive was your record-setting development and sale. How, can you tell us about that property and working with Chad Oppenheim? Yeah, so... Prior to 252, my father developed several homes in Bow Harbor, and ultimately he developed one modern home that raised the bar and sort of set precedent for, I would say, developments in, in South Florida. That was Three Indian Creek, which arguably goes down as probably the best modern home ever built and set the you know, standard for this aesthetic that I like to call subtropical modernism. That was, you know, if you look at so much of the houses uh, that have been built in Miami since then have all taken inspiration from that home. And a lot of the architects that have built these homes since then, you know, have all sort of been inspired by that design. Fast forward, 3D Creek was a sale that we, when I say we, my brother and I brought the buyer for that home. And we sold that for $47 million, which broke the record at the time, the highest recorded sale price in Miami history. And also was the catalyst of that cycle as that was the, the shot heard around the world that then gave other buyers confidence to invest in Miami. And then we saw a great you know, boom run for a couple of years. After that sale, my father and I decided to partner up and, and do a house in Bow Harbor. And at the time, I became uh, friends with Chad and Oppenheim and really began to learn about his works and became a big fan of his work. And we both shared this vision uh, as someone who grew up myself in the house that lived, you know, on the water in Miami and Chad himself lived on a you know, house on the water. And I think we shared this vision of how the connection uh, between living in Miami, which is really a metropolitan city, yet you have these escapes that you go to on, on these barrier islands like uh, site where 252 is Bow Harbor Village and you want to have, you know, the connection with the water. So and understanding also the other elements that you get in Miami, we 
collaborating on that project, designed something that, again, was ahead of our time, something that, again, set precedent for a lot of the design that we saw or seen since then. And I had the opportunity to work with my father, who, who obviously uh, developed it with us and, and built it. And that was our first true project that we, we collaborated. It was a great project for us. And ultimately, I sold the property for roughly $24 million to a friend, direct, and then I sold it again within a year for like $25 million, direct again. Uh, so it was like the gift that just kept giving. Are you working on any other projects right now? So I'm currently developing two houses that I'm doing. Uh, Tall and I are building together, building one on Flamingo and one on uh, Sunset Island 4. So those are just coming out of the ground now and Two different design aesthetics, two different architects, designers, and, uh, and obviously uh, my father's building them. So we're doing those two, and then I'm doing uh, two more houses with different partners as well. So total, we have four houses, and then I'm building another house in Aspen. So I have about five houses in the works right now. Nice. And do you have any listings that you want to highlight? I know 18 Sunset's coming to the market very soon, or is on the market, but is going to start being built very soon. Very interesting property. Yeah, very interesting. Amazing site. I think that is kind of accumulation of where we are going within the market. While um, we've managed, you know, the last year or so, we sold three penthouses in this town. We sold penthouse at Arte, finding the house, 87 Park. And obviously... There's a big demand for penthouses, but I think as people start to live here and not just come and visit, being on the sand is not as important when you're living here year-round. For the person living here year-round, they want the water access to get on the boat. They want to have the walkability factor. Um, and that all is offered at 18 Sunset, considering you're going to be on top of a, you know, probably the best boutique office building in all Miami. You have your own entrance, your own driveway. Um, you have this full floor rooftop with swimming pools and gazebos and pavilions. You can walk across the street, get on your yacht. You'll have beautiful sunset views. Um, and you'll be you know, downstairs from obviously the best gyms and studio classes and you know, juice bars and restaurants and so forth. So it's kind of like a unique offering. And you're in a sense centered between the two most you know high demand locations in Miami Beach between the Sunset Islands and Lower North Bay Road and Venetian Islands. So how the, the, the penthouse is really like a, a home in the sky with views and in, in a great location. So excited to be bringing that one to market. I think we're going to start construction within the next couple of weeks. Very nice. So starting to wrap this up, what does a typical day in your life look like? A work day? So I just would like to start my days around 7.30 and I just, you know, catch up on the emails that I got overnight, you know, overseas and so forth. And then, uh, you know, I'll have calls scheduled till about 9.30. 9.30, I have a trainer. I work out. I do my ice bath. I do my, uh, my hot, cold therapy. And then I usually uh, will have my first meeting that I have to be at somewhere around uh, 11 o'clock. I'll take a couple meetings, you know, usually running around the city. And, you know, I think really I have a driver. So while I'm going to meetings, I'm sitting in the back working my laptop showing properties and so forth and that usually depending on the day goes to about six or so uh, and then always uh, a client dinner so that's a typical day in the life when I'm, when I'm here in Miami. And your days off I know you like to kiteboard what's your favorite places to go stuff to do and favorite restaurant? But yeah my, my two big hobbies are definitely uh, kite surfing and spearfishing and I'm lucky enough to be doing both of those and probably the mecca of the world for those activities uh, next month, 
going to French Polynesia. And that's kind of a gift. Tal and I are, are giving ourselves, gifting ourselves for, for really uh, you know, having our best year yet. And excited to disconnect for a bit and just practice those two crafts. I've uh, got the, you know, one of the world's best spearfishing instructors, guys coming with us, and, so, and also for kite surfing. So very excited for that one. Restaurants, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Jeff Salaznik and, and, and Mario Carbone, two guys that have elevated the dining experience in Miami and very happy about it. Is they've truly brought like, great quality service, top quality food with a good vibe and energy between their two concepts so far, Carbone and ZZ's, and excited for them to roll out a couple more concepts. So, you know, most nights you could find me at either one of those. Nice. And last question, what's next for you and the Alexander team? Uh, good question. I think the Alexander team is going to continue to uh, expand into you know the markets that we're currently in, growing uh, you know our team to service our clients, and we'll continue to do developments and looking forward to doing more larger scale developments. Um, and uh, you know, fo- continue to focus on just quality, and, uh, raising the bar, and elevating the experience. Excellent. Well, Oren, thank you for having us, and thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Season 1, Episode 4 of the Profile Exclusive Podcast, presented by Profile Miami. We would like to thank our sponsors, Gallium Capital, a Miami-based real estate private equity group, and Altara Properties, South Florida's first street smart and market-wise full-service real estate brokerage. Please join us monthly as we profile and get intimate with the movers and shakers in South Florida's commercial and residential real estate industry. Keep up with the latest real estate news and content at www.profilemiamire.com and follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook at Profile Miami. We look forward to continuing to bring you the best real estate news, events, and content in South Florida. Thank you for joining and see you soon.